Ghouls. Happy Hump Day and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GhoulFriendPod on Twitter and GhoulFriends underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew. And I'm at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky. Hello, gorgeous girls, and welcome to another episode of Girlfriends. I am Lindsay, and I'm joined by my good friend, Sophie. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. I've been away for a couple of weeks. Life has just been so bloody busy, but we're back, and I'm ready to talk about Dragula and all of its drama. (laughs) God, it just keeps going on and on and on. Um, and we have a special guest today, uh, the demon queen of Polka and Baklava, Maxi Glamour from Dragula Season 3. How are you doing? Hi, uh, I love the way you say my name. Say it again. <laughs> Maxi Glamour. 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 <laughs> Glamour. Hi. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm great. Um, it's a little bit earlier here than it is over there, so we're both enjoying winter, but I'm enjoying like early afternoon winter as opposed to winter afternoon. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And how have you been enjoying the season so far? Um, This season? Oh my god, clearly by just clicking on my computer all the time. Um, <laughs> I have been doing everything. I, I went back to school um during the pandemic I went back to school took online classes and then now I'm in person classes um I paid for like so this is what happened I was like when I got on the show I was like I need to make a lot of money really quickly so I made an OnlyFans and I took half of the profit from OnlyFans and I invested that into the stock market and then I made like thousands of dollars from the stock market and then I used that to um help put a down payment on a house and pay for um, school. And then I got a full ride from getting my grades up. And so that's where we are. Wow. Wow. That's That's amazing. So good. Well done, you. Congratulations. Thank you. That's proper adulting. (laughs) I know. The dream. (laughs) Um, So what, what has life been like post Dragula, like I see you still performing. Um, so what's it like been like for you? Um, I I've really been into like um, um, political organizing, direct actions. I helped start a nonprofit focused on um housing justice for trans people. Um and. Yeah, I've really just been like focused on my community. I've been touring a lot too. You know, I went to Mexico. I got to open up for Dora and Electra. I got to open up for Big Frida. Uh, I got I got to open up for George Clinton from and Parliament, which was just like probably like the biggest um, 
thing I've done so far. So I'm really lucky, like, to be in school as well as, like, all these other opportunities. And I just feel, like, more certain of who I am. Yeah, it sounds like you're just living the dream at the moment. So, Somebody's dream. <laughs> <laughs> so in season three, episode one, you are unfortunately in the bottom. And the bullies come out with the craziest extermination challenge I think because I personally think it's ever been on the show and um, what was it like for you when they were like Maxi Valencia you're gonna jump out of a plane um it was such a it's such a like a hard spot to be in because like I felt like the 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 basis of the show is a competition and so like deep down you want the other person to lose and I like felt really guilty about like wanting Violencia to not jump out of the plane because I knew then that I would be carried on but also knew that she would be taken away so like I was just really battling like those feelings of like how do I cope her like she's clearly more upset than I am about this and how do I like occupy space for her when it's in my best interest for her to not get over get over it and it was um I don't know I felt like that was like a very toxic place to be in yeah I felt it was just like a hard rock to be in like on one side like if Violencia I like really bonded with her and I felt like bad that like she would have to like either not go forward or I would. And it was just like, ugh, why couldn't we both go forward? But the, it was scary, but like, I don't know, it's cool. It was like a ride of six flags. It's scared, but you do it. Yeah. yeah. Do they have six flags me. there? Um, no, I don't no, think so. No. no, we have other theme parks like um, Alton Towers. Yeah, I don't think anything. I've seen like videos of rides at Six Flags and stuff, and they look pretty insane. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think we've got much of that over here. Um, but yeah, you're a better person than me. I could. I don't think I could have done that. I'm not really like afraid of heights, but flying and stuff like oh god, no. I I think I'd have just been vomiting on the floor. <laughs> just like send me home. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to die today. <laughs> It's one of those episodes, like, every time I watch it, I'm, like, I just feel heart sorry for Valencia because you can see how scared she is the whole time. And I know a lot of other people are like, oh, just do it. But it's, like, it's the fear of heights and the fear of flying. I'm really scared of heights. So I think I would have got on the plane and been, like, trying to G myself up for it. But I can't say if I would have actually jumped or not, you know, that way. I would do it again. It was really thrilling and the thing that they edited out of it was that right when i landed i found a four-leaf clover oh my god when i landed on the ground i wanted them to put it in they're like how are you feeling it's like i found a four-leaf clover and they're like (laughs) that is not giving us what we need i was like but this is the coolest thing it's so serendipitous (laughs) yeah oh that's like isn't that like obviously one of the luckiest things that could ever happen as well like finding that like to me that would be like this was a sign that I was meant to do this <laughs> well I'm a four-leaf clover collector and I have I've collected a lot and like five and six leaf ones I think I might oh, wow. be a fairy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah wow oh my god that sounds insane it was there any sort of um 
like challenge or fright fee or or anything that you would have absolutely dreaded like is there any from like past seasons that you thought I could not have done that or are you pretty are you pretty brave in in aspects like that Um, I don't know. I mean, I see all these things that they're doing and I'm like, I don't want to subject myself to that to like quantify like my art being good. And like the, I know like the one where they're like locked in a locker, like I've had like experiences like that in like middle school and like, you know, just like things around abuse that I'm, that would like be triggering and like probably put me in a panic attack that I would just like to like, not subject myself to you know I think those the ones where I think it was last season where they were put in that place where they had the sort of shrink wrap almost on top of them and the air was yeah. sucked out like that I think that would be my my line in the sand like I'm no just watching that on the screen was difficult so yeah for all the girls who had to do that in real life my hat is fully on <laughs> to them like that is a lot absolutely um absolutely <laughs> can i say that with an american accent what absolutely no that was really yeah. bad <laughs> <laughs> i was giving a bit of like gia gun there it's not, it's not you good. can't not you can't not with that i can't <laughs> you just can't help it <laughs> how was it like sort of going through that series like you know sort of being on it and then seeing the reception to it when it came out because I think we were chatting a few weeks ago about how season three feels like it was the I don't know like a kickstarter for the world kind of paying more attention to Dracula like the, the boudoir was better the cauldron was better like it just felt like more expensive <laughs> like the budget was clearly up so how kind of was it being on, on that cast and, and receiving all of that, I guess? Yeah, like, I think that while it was definitely a step above, like, others, it was still at times in its infancy and to, like, be in that, like, um, what's the opposite of a dichotomy, like, in that, like, middle sp space, that middle ground, like, mm -hmm. it was, like, a cool space to occupy because it was still so um subversive and like underground and not everyone really knew about it but like it was at the same time burgeoning out and blossoming and like I felt like it really um helped you know because it was something new and that was cool um as opposed to like drag races it's like it's so cool but it's like it's old and we've seen season after season so it helped put like more and um focus on the individual contestants and like also i'm kind of jealous of like the folks from the seasons after me um because they're getting more like views and more like attention paid to them um and yeah yeah when we um had madeline on last week she was like said she came into season three and was like oh there's like been so much more money put into this it looks so much better and then you see season four and it's just this another elevation but everything that's come before it is so important to where we've got Dragula at right now and I think season three is really important in that as well because there is such a lift from season two to season three I mean the like the extracurricular t activities that 
season three got to go on like Dungeons and Drag Queens and the Hospital of Horror shoot. Like these things are so high end in that season. Um, we revisited Dungeons and Drag Queens on Titans. Um, like what was I know Dungeons and Drag Queens didn't end very well for you, but it seemed like such a fun challenge to be on. What was that like? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Yeah. You know, I think I went into that competition. I was like, hey, I'm a professional performer. I've been performing for like a long time. Like if I were to like be at like a Renaissance fair, because that's what it was like shot at. I was like, I want to be like a belly dancing like creature because I can belly dance. And that's something that like, you know, because they didn't give you like the full details of what you'd be doing. There's like, this is like the location. And so I was like, okay. Let me just be there as this because, like, I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons and high fantasy, you know, and like belly dance. I was like, that could be a gig. Um, I don't think they liked it. <laughs> I don't think they liked it at all. It was, uh, yeah, that episode was, I don't know how to say anything without like ruining an NDA. Um, <laughs> I think it was like, it was cool. It was cool to be there. I wish that, like, I wish I had, like, more agency of the situation, you know? Like, I think, like, how much more, like, awesome would I have created something, you know? Because, like, in our groups, like, the, any group that I was in, I was, like, we we're out of practice. We have to rehearse. We have to rehearse. We have to rehearse. Like, I'm a professional performer of, like, all these mediums. Like, if we don't practice, we're not going to do well. And so, like, you know, that's why, like, the slag team won, and, like, you know, Eva and Dahlia were both on my team with Priscilla, and, like, ours was pretty, I don't know, it was, I don't remember what it was like, but we were practicing, and I was the one, like, let's practice, and so, like, I just think, like, what would it have been, like, if I had that set, and, like, had, like, everything, and, like, that would have been so cool to, like, make a film there. I know it's, like, off topic, but, like, I just... I was inspired and just wish I could like branch off of that without like the boule situation. Yeah, I know what you mean because like at the end of the day you are all artists and I feel like as well particularly with season three you had a lot of big personalities and people who were very tied to their art and sometimes like these competitions that have so many stipulations like you have to be this in this package because that's what the challenge is is really difficult for people to express themselves I feel like we've seen that in Titans with Abora she kind of creates these amazing looks but they never like meet the challenge because she is like always thinking outside the box rather than these very tight parameters for the challenge yeah yeah, I think to some people, like, having those, like, rigid things, like, I think, like, people like Eva thrive in that situation, mm-hmm. and I think there's, like, these are things that you need to get done, and Eva's like, okay, great, but for, like, some people, we're, like, obstinate, we're like, okay, but what, how, how can I find the nuance in this? What is, you know, what is the ambiguity in the words? What is this, like, void between symbols and the actual messages? Yeah. I don't know why, but one of my main train of thoughts this week is that I would put a lot of money on Eva being a Virgo. 
Um, because of the way she is in this competition, and I've been re-watching season three, and she's very, you know, she doesn't change, she's just herself. And um, yeah, I think he was a Virgo. I'm going to have to look that up now. <laughs> I need to look it up as well to confirm, but yeah. What do you think I am? Oh. Miss oh. Astrologist. Yeah, I said Lindsay's much better, yeah. Much better than I am. I think you're an Aquarius. No, nowhere close. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm an Aquarius. It's not in my chart at all. I don't know. I'm curious now, though. I'm just trying to go through. I'm an antiquarian. <laughs> Equestrian. I'm just saying things that sound like astrological signs. <laughs> I was like, where's the horse in astrology? <laughs> I was like, can you tell how long of a day it's been for me? Because I'm like, Taurus, that's a bolt. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's been a yeah, long day. I'm not sure. Um, so have you got any more questions for Maxie? Um, do you still keep in touch with the, the girls from, from season three or, or anyone from from Dracula and things. I know you said that you've been kind of touring a lot and, and things like that. Where where are you at with, with the people from your season? Yeah, I mean there was um there was some drama <laughs> drama on the internet and so like I definitely talked to Saint in the last week. Um <laughs> there's that. Um um yeah hollow hollow and I have matching tattoos on our wrists we get praying mantises. Oh, it's um, upside down. Mine's blue, and theirs is green. Um, Yovska and I shit talk together. I love Yovska. Uh, I just saw Landon a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think we we like still connect. I don't think it's like you know we, the trauma bond isn't as hard as it was when we were. Uh, and the season together are closer to it but you know I think that we all experience something together and that's going to be there forever yeah definitely I think you know you're you're a very special set of people that have gone through an experience together that you know us watching it on the screen we are not gonna sort of know exactly what you guys went through and and sort of lived every day in that really high pressure environment so like you say I'm not surprised that there's been some trauma bonding <laughs> come out of, of that definitely and the drama do be drama in this week Twitter is the girls are girling yeah, like, oh god <laughs> it hasn't it how like obviously I don't go into it if you don't want to but yeah how has it been sort of I would imagine being in the center of all of that mess <laughs> well um, you know, it's, you know, something we all knew for a very long time. And I think some of the other ghouls are still a little bit more mad than I am about the situation. Like, mm. I think now that it's out in the open, like now that like, I'm like, hey, like, I have been trying to get you to like, admit to this to at least me for a couple of years. And like, you've, you have not told the truth. And now, um, while I did be, take getting backed into a corner um you definitely like have done that and I think that I think for me it kind of like removes like the veil that like you know is there like some of these 
drag folk are like perfect icons and there's just like um we're all like always kind and like looking out for each other when i think that there's a lot of vindictiveness and like divisiveness um going along and that's just kind of the name of the game and i think a lot of you know young people like idealize like our roles in society but don't understand the like the tumultuousness that comes with those roles and like the inauthenticness and like sometimes the loneliness because there's a lot of shady people in the entertainment scene Mm -hmm. and so I think that and being able to cope with a lot of people during that situation was like some closure that I needed um and so yeah I don't know if that's a good way to put it but that's kind of how I feel it's your feelings isn't it you know whether it sounds okay or not you've, you're clearly working through through something that's been really difficult for the last you know few years and I think sometimes when you're in those situations even though you know for a fact what the truth is what is is right and what's going on if, if you're kind of hitting a brick wall all the time it can be really hard to kind of feel centered and stable in that moment um it's, yeah it's a really I, I can't imagine how difficult that must have been very <laughs> <laughs> and what is something that you would like our listeners to know like about maxi glamour like if they've only seen you on dragula or if this is their first interaction with you what is something about yourself that you would want to get across to people um well I don't know I think this show really I think it made me look like I was dumb and that like I was just like a stoner with like a very like one-dimensional personality I think that it didn't like a lot of space for like any comedy or satire that like I'm like very known for um I think that it didn't really showcase my talents um like I I play multiple instruments. I write and produce my own music. You know, like I'm a community activist who's like won like several awards. Um, I just don't think that like Dragula had the show showed me in my fullest. I think it showed me in like a competition where I was like, I don't know, not pinned to win. And so there's a lot more out there. Check out my art, all of my merch I draw myself um all of the music I create I produce myself I want to be as authentic as possible it's something that's not always too common in a uh, performance world that all sounds absolutely incredible like the talent it is over like it's bursting at the seams let's be honest so where where can people find all of that if they were if they were to go looking where can we find all of this amazing stuff that you're putting out into the world um yeah i'm going to be a part of a couple conferences next year um i'm trying to like kind of switch into academia i think there's more job security there than in bars mm. um as a drag queen. Now. oh my god <laughs> right um, um but i have a website i've been running my own website um for about 13 years and so um, I, I do all the graphic design work on my website. All the coding is me. So check it out. If there's any problems, I also did it. So you can complain to me too. <laughs> yeah. That's maxiglamour.com. I forgot to say. That's okay. We will make sure to plaster that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly, it's been an absolute bloody treat to have yeah, you thank on you and so just much. have your insight to everything. And thank you for being so candid and, and honest. Um, yes, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Maxi for letting us into their experiences on Dragula, post-Dragula. That was so informative and thank you so much for just letting us in for a little bit but now Sophie and I are going to get into the latest episode of Dragula Titans. So let's get into the episode. This week's episode is called The Ugliest Ladies of Wrestling Rematch which is a redo of an iconic season one episode um, the ugly ladies of wrestling and they did this like 80s wrestling challenge it was so much fun and it gave birth to an iconic melissa b fierce moment um did you recall that muddled wrestling moment with zochi bochi when this episode started because oh. it was in my head for sure <laughs> i think it was in everybody's heads the like i remember when i first like found Dragula and I think I feel like I remember talking to you and Lucy about it what feels like a lifetime ago now of being like I've just you know I've started watching this thing and I think you guys are watching it as well and I've seen this episode where there's just these monsters mud wrestling each other and I am in love like this is (laughs) this is Dracula like it is just horrible it's filthy there's glamour and there's people trying to scratch people's eyeballs out like if that's not entertainment guys I don't know what is <laughs> in season one as well it was a real like defining moment for Melissa I think because the following episode she then goes on to win the like wild wild west zombie challenge and this gives her like a proper fire up the butt and I feel like everybody just thinks about like it's my little bitch like, <laughs> it, like everybody thinks about that moment surely or maybe we're just a couple of weirdos no um, that's got, it's got a bit like what, what an iconic line like see you, you couldn't write that <laughs> I loved in Zochi getting a shout out in this episode as well yeah. um season one is in a lot of ways, quite different from where we're at now. And I think Zochi brought some amazing, amazing looks. And I'd really like to see them come back to Dracula at some point so we can get to know them a bit better. Um, but yes, let's talk about the boudoir after the elimination. And Ooh. there's some like weird tension with Hoso and Astrid now I don't know if Astrid in this moment is feeling a bit bitter about being up there in the first place maybe blames Hoso a little bit I do know that Hoso Astrid rather went to see Hoso in Seoul so obviously it's not carried on or anything it's just like very in the moment but Mm. there's definitely a little bit of tension there was it just me there were some barbed remarks flying about left right and centre like it was like yep they're all coming in we're having a bit of a kiki and it's all fine but then it's like I think you know before we were recording Lindsay like we were talking about when you have fights with your siblings and it just goes slightly too far and then you're like don't tell mum it felt a bit like that where it was like oh fuck you've crossed the line there like that's where mm, yeah you've gone too far everyone just needs to separate have a lovely calm and cup of tea 
and let's just meet each other tomorrow after a good night's sleep. Like we do not need to be around each other anymore. <laughs> um, Coco in the boudoir and at many other points during the episode had me full on cackling, like tears running down my face, loudest witches cackle came out of my mouth and like I would have to, obviously because we're reviewing like I'm having to rewind it being like I don't know what anyone else is saying because Coco has been tickled fucking pink were yeah. you the same yeah it's just, just what was it like well it's not my problem like it's not <laughs> I can't remember exactly what they said but it was yeah it was like, it's not my problem I'm here to complain or fucking be around this shit it's just like that's fucking fair enough. We've had what six weeks of this now. <laughs> like, obviously, it's different for us watching as viewers, isn't it? But like, to obviously be going through that each week, like that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in this episode as well. Like, I feel like we've. I was gonna say Pete Coco, but that implies that maybe Coco's gonna go downhill or something. But I feel like she's really comfortable now. Mm. She's in her stride. Um, I I don't feel like week one Coco would have been making these kind of remarks, but they feel really comfortable now, confident in their position, and it's really nice to see. I like I'm really happy to see it, and it's also entertaining as a viewer as well. So happy for that reason too. Absolutely, could not agree more. <laughs> so as I said, the challenge this week is the ugly ladies of wrestling, and the girls are going to be split into two teams. And they have to choreograph and perform a tag team match, and they also have to present their uh, wrestling looks uh, as part of the floor show. Um, what did you, what did you think of this? Because I feel like in season one they were just kind of like flung into go. the fire, <laughs> like on you go. Whereas this time it was they're getting proper training, and it was really yeah. interesting to watch. That what like I think. That little bit, that little section of where they were having the fight choreography and, and things like that, that might be one of my highlights of the series, you know, so far. Like, just seeing how all of that comes together, um, like, the just the expertise of, um, I can't remember the name of the expert that they've got in off the top of my head now. But Emmy. Emmy, there you go. Um, The expert the expertise of Emmy, like, showing them all of this and just being really fucking fierce, like... You know, it. I just think it was brilliant to watch and to see everyone like really giving it a good go and being so enthusiastic about it. Like I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that I do kickboxing, um, and just to to spar with someone to not like full on hit them or anything, but just to you know pretend basically. It's really fucking hard work. Like you come out of it, you would like dripping like the ache like it's so bloody hard and to do this and to have to like choreograph these sort of extra little things and to make sure your partner doesn't get hurt like everyone's working together like that's some serious fucking skill and to just kind of go in do it and then be like right we're putting this match on I mean that those matches went on for a while like I can only do like a few minutes of sparring each time before I'm reaching for me inhaler so like <laughs> to do it in all that full clubber wig and everything like unreal like this this is a brilliant challenge and yeah like there's some wrestling references and things that I was like screaming about like I was that kid in the 90s that went to me grands every Friday and watched WW was it WWF as it was, was yeah. it, as it was known before. Um, 
so yeah I was I was buzzing with this episode <laughs> that's so funny I used to do the exact same thing like specifically go to my nana and papa's because they yeah. had sky and we yeah. didn't uh, and yeah I absolutely loved WWE WWF uh, back in the day um, yeah. I was kind of watching it and it's like you see when they're in the floor show and they're all dressed up and I sometimes still watch like videos about wrestling and stuff like that and I just love the theatrics of it all. A hundred percent. Like wrestling is so fucking camp, and it's like dressed yeah. up as this like hyper masculine thing, but it's so hyper masculine. I feel like it goes the other way sometimes. Like look at some of those bloody costumes that some of the like the blokes wear now, like and the theatrics of it. Like there's, you know, I've I haven't watched it for a while. I kind of dip in and out, but like there was this wrestler called like Bray Wyatt who's got like a whole all the ego like put on a whole like show and you know things like that like the the gear that they wear is like a lot more sort of refined shall we say than maybe back when we were younger watching it yeah um but you know even in like you know the 70s and 80s when you had like rick flair coming out with bloody feathers a feathered cape and rhinestones and things like that like it does not get camper than that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So this week's Fright Feet is an arm wrestling competition and it was like, very curious to see what was going to happen, especially like I think it was like when Eva and Coco were like up. And, that was like, tense. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just think Eva's really fit, like it's just good to see the abs and stuff. I was like, mm. oh, and then also, I like arms like on a a masculine presenting person I like strong arms and I just saw the muscle and I was like oh I look so good um wet floor sign <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and then you have people like Hoso who's just like so noodle arm like spaghetti arm like yeah. what hope they have um wow. What did you think of the wrestling competition, the arm wrestling competition, rather, and the outcome of it? There was some, yeah, some, like, surprises in there. Like, like you say, like, some of them went on for longer than I was anticipating. Like, it was, you can just tell at this point, all of them are just, like, we like, I, I can't even allow anybody to take the win. Like, I have to win at all costs kind of thing. But, yeah, arm wrestling's bloody hard. I can't do it. Like, I've got no upper, upper body strength whatsoever. <laughs> no. Like, put me in front of a squat machine, like, I'll surprise you. Like, yeah. I've got these big-ass thighs. Like, she can do a lot. But when it comes to anything upper body, I'm like, yeah. no. Like, I can barely carry my shopping bags from what yeah. happens. Like... <laughs> Try and do a push-up and I'll just lie on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, no, I'm good. <laughs> So Coco wins the arm wrestling competition and she assigns the teams. She puts herself, Melissa and Eva in one team and Victoria, Astrid and Hoso in another. And it seems like this is kind of like a shady pairing, but then it kind of transpires over the course of the session with Emmy that this is really like a whole group challenge mm. and when they're putting people against each other it's like really their performances that is going to decide who does better or worse really so yeah the kind of picking the teams thing I felt like in the end was a little bit pointless yeah it's, I think it's just like we'll just give you this like inkling that you've got power and control but 
we're still in we're we're still in control of all of this bitch like <laughs> you ain't got this <laughs> but we feel like we'll have to give you something for being strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah so let's get into the actual like floor show and our guest judges this week we had Katia and Poppy and Katia is a first time judge but anybody who's a fan of Drag Race or I like to watch on Netflix or uh, um, <laughs> from YouTube will know Katia um, from the stuff that she's done beyond that. Uh, I was really happy to see her finally on yeah. Dracula as a judge because she's not maybe like your typical Dracula girl, but she's so mad as <laughs> I'm thinking that yeah. she definitely belongs up there in this world um, passing judgment and I do feel like she came up with some crackers on the, the judging panel as well so really happy to see her there and Poppy returning and she was a nice surprise this time I felt because you look at her you don't expect wrestling fan no. but she was very knowledgeable and um, had a lot of like good critiques for the girls this week yeah definitely i think it was a it was definitely a strong judging panel this week a lot of memorable lines <laughs> <laughs> yes um so first out on the floor show was hoso and very 80s vibes um I don't know, I got a little bit of, like, Ultimate Warrior vibes from, like, the big hair and, like, the way she paints. It was very mm. much, like, that mask that Ultimate Warrior wear- wears as well. And then, obviously, the stag beetle that she was weaving in there as well. And mm. I do feel like there was a change in the makeup as well. I feel like the bullies and people online have just been saying, oh, so does the same thing over and over again. So it was something a bit different. Um, what did you think? I really liked this look. It was, I think you. It was definitely, you know, you could see the inspiration, and I liked what Hoso was saying. You know, I'm I'm quite known for these very matte looks, these kind of, you know, full on futuristic kind of robotic looks. So I think this was a nice departure from that, while still staying very true to Hoso. I love them boots. I'd wear them. I think they like anything green and sparkly like uh yeah must be because it's coming up to Christmas and I'm just feeling a bit festive but yeah <laughs> I think it was great it was definitely you know I you'd look at that and think that's taken inspo from like a proper retro 80s math wrestling costume like, <laughs> yeah. it's maybe not a wrestler who's highest up the roster but it's someone who is always going to bring an entertainment fight when you watch them yeah definitely um, so next up was Eva. Um, I don't know about you, but like pre-reveal when she was wearing like the combat trousers, I got a little bit of um Lita. Yes, with absolutely. the like the fishnet like thing over the top. It was very Lita, and then mm. took the trousers off as a reveal. Um, I liked like the pink and the green contrasting. Um. And then I, I kind of grew to love the legs, but mm. yeah, it was just a bit, it wasn't, the outfit wasn't 80s. Mm. Um, I guess it was a bit smaller than other people held together. Um, what did you think of Eva? Yeah, I think like when when the first came out, I got definitely got later vibes, but then I was like, if it was just come out as a wrestler, 
mm. who you have to create this backstory for, then yeah. But when you're talking about, you know, ugly ladies of wrestling, that's clearly taken inspiration from gorgeous ladies of wrestling from the 80s and things like that. So you've kind of got it and bring a little bit of that into where it's kind of instantly recognisable. And I think it just goes beyond big hair because it did look like a kind of punk rock raver, I think. Um, the legs were very jarring <laughs> when they were revealed initially. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, yeah, I think it it was a lot smaller than than everyone else. And it was just a bit like, when you when you have to go back and kind of really remind yourself of what Eva's look was, um, which again in a challenge like this, where it is very very look centered, that's not what you want. You don't want to be there. Eva kind of did this in season three as well. She was like up and up and up, doing really well, and then I think it was like the recycling challenge, and Eva came out in a bikini made of razors. Which, like, the look was cool. Like, I did like it. But then when Dahlia Black is up there dressed like an actual queen of the rats, yeah. then it's really <laughs> hard to be like, say, oh, the, yeah. this is up there with that. And it's not. And, like, this was kind of what I felt like was going to happen with Eva yeah. at the start of the season. And I'm really hoping she proves me wrong and comes back next week stronger than ever um, mm. because she did even kind of like one of my favorite Eva destruction moments from season three is in that episode when she says like I am Eva destruction for fuck sake yeah. and you just feel the power of the words and how they could just like build her up and she's she kind of had that moment again in the cauldron, and I really hope it does this time because yeah. it didn't in season three. So I'm hoping for bigger and better things for Eva next episode. Absolutely, because she's bloody fierce. Like Sean, she's a really fierce competitor. Absolutely, that speech in in the cauldron, I felt like standing up and going, yes, yes, you are Eva fucking destruction. <laughs> yes, tell them, tell them. Um, so more of more of that energy. <laughs> so next up on the floor show was Melissa Be Fierce. And I was really happy to see this look. She had said in the boudoir that this was going to be inspired by China. Um, China was a women's wrestler in WWE um, and she did amazing amazing things um, she first came on as like a bodyguard for Triple H as part of DX and her career just kind of skyrocketed from there she's like the only woman who's ever won the Intercontinental Championship she was given the moniker the ninth wonder of the world um, the eighth being Andre the Giant mm. and then and something's happened in her personal life and then her career kind of went downhill and she passed away in 2016 at the age of 46 which hit me really hard because yeah. I absolutely loved her so I was really happy to see Eva, Eva Melissa rather do uh, somewhat of a tribute to her um, absolutely like a fucking trailblazer like Jesus Christ this was my favourite look of the night, 100%, like, to be honest. Like, I just thought it was brilliant, Um, the way it was executed, using that inspiration, 
you know, bringing the just the sheer performance of it all. Like it was just from start to finish, like, you know, the look through the fight to everything. It was just, to me, it was perfect. Like I, I loved it. I was absolutely thrilled with it. I, I loved it as well because you could just like pluck Melissa from 2022 and then stick her in like 1984 WWF yeah. and she would have fitted right in 100%. and that was absolutely like one point of the challenge anyway so yeah loved the big hair I loved the sunglasses like she had that persona and yeah she absolutely belonged in the gorgeous ladies of wrestling so next up we had Coco and I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but it wasn't that. No. <laughs> like, you know when you're like, obviously Coco is a body, oddy, oddy, oddy queen. And that, but fuck me, like, they were intimidating. <laughs> you can just imagine, like, walking out and probably Victoria's gone, what the fuck am I meant to do with this? I don't I don't know why, but she kind of like reminded me of like Rikishi in a way. You know how Rikishi just used to shove his big old ass in people's yeah. faces, but mm-hmm. she was like with those tits and she's like, I'm just gonna body slam people with my yeah. ginormous tits. And it was hilarious. And it's that like theatricalness of wrestling, like something like that would be such a draw. Um and people would, I would love her for watch it. that. I was like, you know how there's like pay- obviously pay-per-views now when you're like, oh we'll get it on the dodgy stream. It's fine. I'd pay for that. If if I knew there was a wrestler coming out and it's like, yeah, they've got 36 Z tits and they're gonna use them against their opponent, I'd be like, you know what, fuck it. Fuck paying for the stream. Get me on a flight to that arena now. I want to be in there. I want to see that in person. <laughs> see how it works. Like, get me in the bloody ring. I want to have them in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. It was, you know, it was just... I, I just... Imagine if you were just sitting there watching it, like as a judge. I don't. I wouldn't know what to do. I think I'd just be like, "What? <laughs> what? Has someone slipped something into my drink? What is happening here?" <laughs> I think like one of my favorite things about Coco as well is that someone else could have worn that and they would have been in the bottom. Yeah, but Coco absolutely. can sell the silhouette, yeah. sell the character, and that's why she was in the top this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good, like it's this confidence that I was saying before, like she's so confident in who she is, who her character is, herself, her drag persona, that something like this that would have been critiqued on someone else for being too simple is like one of the top looks of the week. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, tit to toe. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so next up on the floor show, is Victoria and one of the things I noted on this is she looked like she was having so much fun with this yeah 100% she was having the best time (laughs) and I liked as well I feel like some of the other characters were maybe trying to be like faces but Victoria very much wanted to be the villain Mm -hmm. and I think she did a really good job like with 
the way she was acting, and bear in mind a couple of episodes ago, she was in the bottom because of poor acting, yeah. and this week she did amazing, and then, yeah, I just, I, I loved her whole costume, and the very, yeah, like, how like much of a heel she was in it. That Like, that's who you'd want to be, like, if you were in professional wrestling, you would, I think you'd want to be a heel, wouldn't you? Like, you get the best storylines, you get the best interactions with, like, audience and I just imagine it would be a lot more fun like Mm. yeah everyone would want everyone to love you and things but people love to hate the villain as well like it's just it the whole thing was great like the the prosthetic of like that that forehead like it was just like and then yeah it was like a little bit bit sexy a little bit sexy (laughs) and wrestler vibes um it was it was something that I think you wouldn't necessarily think, obviously, think to do. Like, that's very, like, obviously, we know this with Victoria. Like, it's a creative look, isn't it? Like, a little bit outside the box, but not in a way where you would think that's completely missed the point of the challenge. Like, it's still mm. staying very true to it. Like, I really liked it. It was great. Yeah. Um, and last up, we have Astrid. I really love this nod to Luchador's. Um... That's what I got too. I was <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> um, Luchador's, of course, been very famous in Mexican wrestling, and the Mexican scene is one of the best wrestling scenes in the world, alongside the Japanese scene. Um, so I really loved how. Astrid was able to marry Luchador with her reptilian um, characters that she likes to do. I loved the marriage between Luchador and Lizard uh, for the wrestling challenge. The court was heinous. I'm glad they took the court off. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, and to, obviously, I know Katya talks about it at length, but to do all of that in those shoes... Fucking well, hell. I didn't notice the shoes until like Katya pointed them mm. out. And then I was looking at them with my jaw on the floor, like and all like the high flying like okay. Astrid was doing as well, which like further helped to sell like the luchadorness of it all. Yeah. It's like you are gonna break an ankle. Like... I can barely do a slut drop in heeled boots, and never mind to do all of that with a bloody big tail on as well. I can't I can't get over it. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, Astrid, I hope you have some good health insurance. Like, I'm really worried about you and your limbs. <laughs> I don't it want you to be out more, of the game. It just gets more chaotic each week. Like, you just think, stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> Katia's, Katia's um, like, judgments this week as well were so funny. Like say to Hoso like you need to be on house arrest for those <laughs> shoes and then Astrid needs a psych ward <laughs> like, and then what was it Astrid was like how old are you it was Eva oh Eva yeah considering was... that like Katia's in her 40s it's <laughs> just like oh, you're God. over the hell Eva and I was like well that's that's me so Sophie fuck then <laughs> Eva's over the hill um we're fucking in the grave, mate. <laughs> I'm 31 in less than a month, and I'm like, I'll just go and pick out a plot now, will I? <laughs> we'll creak off, shuffle away off this coil, like, oh, Jesus. I felt seen. <laughs> so, something that's been brought up 
for a second time this season is that Coco feels like someone is trying to sabotage her. I was shook. My jaw was on the floor. To bring that onto the bloody main floor show as well, like in the judging, shots fucking fired. My God. Do you think it's true? Do you think, do you think? don't know like the first mention of it was last I was week, say it's last week after yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons drag queens episode mm. which she won and mm. before that she was on like a, a very high trajectory and um, I know for us as viewers like we maybe looked at Coco and thought oh maybe Coco's not really competition because they left so early yeah. in season four but I spoke to Madeline last week. A lot of people in the community know that Coco is a really fierce performer and like someone to definitely watch in the competition. Mm. So maybe some of the other girls know that as well, or maybe everyone else is right and Coco's just disorganized. I mean, yeah, like I'll lose an eyebrow pencil while I'm using it and be like, "Who's talking?" Her and I'm like, "Oh." It's- on the floor it's oh i do that all the time as well <laughs> and like me and my sister don't live in the same house anymore you know we're adults now and i'll still be like she's took my fucking thing because yeah. she will just use her keys to come in here and, and borrow something <laughs> <laughs> she's a little oh, shit saying that like i am um, when i go home because my sister still lives with my mum and dad and when i go home i'm like oh can i just borrow this oh i forgot this and then accidentally she says in air quotes that ends up in my suitcase <laughs> um but yeah I don't know like that it's a big accusation mm. to make in it like someone is like damaging my clothes like they've noticed I've got blisters so they've, they've hidden this and I've done this and things like that so that that's a big thing to put out in it definitely so i'm very curious to see yeah. where this storyline ends up going 100 percent. i'd be like getting in fucking spyware <laughs> being like let's let's get to the bottom of this right now <laughs> exactly so melissa wins i put about 10 exclamation marks next to this because i was so happy like at the top of the episode it was just melissa and astrid who hadn't had a win yet and i was like oh like oh well for both of them but like i am written a little bit more for melissa Melissa, and i was like oh i really want a win for melissa and she got it and i was hoping she would get it last week with the zombie challenge like kind of mentioned in the episode that she'd won that in season one but maybe it is a more appropriate year like i feel like she did make a name for herself as a competitor in the extermination challenge of the wrestling episode so it's right that she wins the dragula titans wrestling episode so the bottom two are Eva and Hoso. And at this point I'm like, who goes? Like yeah. I there's no way I could have called that no. at all. It was yeah, like obviously when that got announced, I was like, I can say why, mm. you know, but also I do not envy anyone who has to choose between these competitors at this stage. Like they're all so fucking and talented mm. and 
it, you literally have to be like splitting hairs at this point, don't you? So it's anyone's guess, you know, from obviously from this episode, but moving forward as well. And I think they were hinting that there could be a double elimination coming up soon, which is also a bit scary to think about. Yes. Um. So obviously, like, the cauldron, it's a bit sombre, you know. Mm. I don't think anybody can really pick between these two. I mean, you see the confessionals, they're all like, oh, I don't know who's going to go home. You know, Astrid and Hoso are having a bit of a heart-to-heart. Fucking Coco in the corner is like, gay. <laughs> this whole performance with the cups resting on her tits and then she drops the fucking straw. Uh, like, I was done in. Like, definitely unbothered. <laughs> and then she finally picks up the straw. It spills the drink all over her. I mean, the tits are that big at that point. You may as well just lift them up to your mouth and be like, "Waste not, want not." Like that, th- that liquid will have collected somewhere. <laughs> I know. Like she went to such painstaking effort to get the straw, and I was like, like blew off any <laughs> dust on it, put it in, and then like, oh go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like I think one of the funniest moments mm. I've ever seen in Dracula. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Like Coco, I think is like, you know, the cauldrons, the com- like the confessionals, like that's I'd watch a whole hour of just that in itself. Mm. Like the reads are there, they're just the one liners and just seeing Coco is just a living, breathing human being doing someone, their thing. Someone so make good. the YouTube compilation and send Please. it to Sophie. <laughs> someone will do that. <laughs> Sophie's birthday is on Instagram. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, Ava and Hoso are called through um, to ascend the staircase of souls and find out which one is going to go back to the underworld. And the way that they do it, like Ava, and then she's still standing there, and then Hoso, Hoso's still standing there. And then we find out that nobody is going home this week. Shock. <laughs> but there will be consequences for this. So this oh. is kind of like the third, like the second and third time that someone's been saved because, of course, Abona came back in episode mm. two. So we are like next week, episode seven with seven, yeah. no, six competitors. Six, yeah. And it's like, you know, we're going to have to get down to a top three by the end of episode eight because yeah. we'll likely have a Last Supper, episode nine, for yeah. a finale, episode ten. So it's like, what the hell is going to happen? Like, you know what, this this frights me. Because I don't know about you, and I can't remember if I've said this before, but I was totally confused with the the concept of the fright face this series like I thought it was like if someone is deemed to be the worst then they just can't do the floor show but maybe I'd like completely misread no that is meant to be it and actually I was a bit confused last week because I feel like Coco like didn't try in the fright face don't blame her I wouldn't want to eat fucking pig brains either (laughs) but they go especially last week they go to this painstaking effort to be like, if one of you cannot do it, mm. then someone is coming back. And I was like, oh, someone's coming back this week and nobody yeah. came back. And I was like, oh, 
So unless uh, they're going to bring that back, like they're going to really kind of like, I don't know, go go hard in on that and be like, we mean it this time. <laughs> like, yeah. If if nobody does a fright feat, then that's it. Like you just you don't get to do it at all. Um, I hope I'm not the only one that thought that. Like, please, again, hit me up on the socials. <laughs> Tell us you were all so confused because. Yeah, so I'd be, it's going to be really interesting to see what the consequences of, of that is because, like you say, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of it all now. Someone's got to go. Um, we've got to get down to that top three. Mm. So I think it's going to be pretty cutthroat from here on out. Yeah, definitely. But I don't like... We're just going to have to wait till next week. This is the first time we've recorded on a Tuesday for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, weeks. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You're like, I actually have to wait another week for this rather oh, than just like still no four or five days. <laughs> no, still no <laughs> Um, Yeah, so yeah, that's the end of the episode where like, or the, well, the end of yeah. the episode of Dracula. We've still got six skills, and yeah, I think most of us still have our top three in the game as well. I can't remember what I said. I feel like, did I say Melissa? I, I feel like I said remember. Melissa and Victoria. Oh, I said Erica as well. That's that's not right. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't have my top three, but I've got, yeah, top two still. <laughs> Last week I was thinking about my top three and I like heavily regret not choosing Coco I picked Astrid and I'm like why did I pick Astrid what the Astrid's doing terribly I I think I feel like Coco's got a better chance of being the top three than Astrid right now um so yeah it's funny it's a funny old thing seeing how it's gonna go like we're going into next week as well Astrid's the only person without a win does that mean they're on the chopping block um, are they actually going to take the judges' critiques into consideration and not wear a bodysuit? Because Astrid was kind of right, like, you're setting me up for failure, like, putting it's in the wrestling challenge. <laughs> like, what else am I going to wear? Yeah. Um, which is very true. So, curious. Yeah. Very curious. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. <laughs> so, Sophie. Where mm-hmm. can people find you online? Um, so on Instagram for all things makeup and for people to send me um video compilations. <laughs> it's Sophie Serves Face and I am miraculously still on Twitter. That is still limping along. Um so yeah, I'm still on, on Twitter talking a load of shite um at the minute and that's at Soph Serves Face. Is high very good? Madeline last week was like, I think it's okay. I, think I really like Hive, actually. Over. Yeah, like, it, it's given very, like, old school, like, sort of, can you remember, were you ever on Tumblr when it was very, like, super hoolock, like, fandom vibes? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a little bit of that, a little bit of old school, um, kind of Twitter before it was a dumpster fire. Um... <laughs> little bit of myspace thrown in there and like maybe instagram when getting 12 likes was you were hot shit and no one could talk to you um so i quite like it at the moment i'm having a nice time on there it's just nice nice vibes i think most of the people that i'm following 
and follow me are all kind of like horror heads and things like that. Um, so if yeah, if you are on Hive, it's the same soap service space on there. I'm just slowly trying to build up my followers and work out what the bloody hell I'm doing on there. So yeah, I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am at hi it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. It will likely be that if I make a hive as well. So <laughs> keep an eye out. <laughs> I would recommend. Apparently as well, you can um They've, they've done it for Apple Music, but I don't think they've quite got there with Spotify yet. You can put music on your profile, so it is very MySpace. And that caused me a lot of anxiety as a teenager. <laughs> like, I know, you had to have the perfect song on your MySpace. And like when I got dumped by my first serious boyfriend, oh my oh. God, going onto my page, it was just, it was dreadful. There was a lot of pink. <laughs> Some things never change, Sophie. Literally. <laughs> If you want to follow the podcast on the socials, we are at Girlfriend Pod on Twitter and at Girlfriends underscore podcast on Instagram. We'll be back next week with another review of Dragula Titans. Yay. And until then, stay spooky.